You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host Nadia, producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Mandatory minicamp began on Tuesday for the Kansas City Chiefs. We heard from tight end Travis Kelsey, defensive end George Karloftis, and running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We'll go in that order, starting with Travis Kelsey, then George Karloftis. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Clyde. Here's Travis Kelsey. And working on uh, routes and stuff with the uh, with the entire team. But it's um over the course of my career, I've just found the, the groove of, you know, when to get ready uh, – I take uh, I take camp very seriously. I take preseason very seriously. Um, I, I I get um, I get a lot of my work done during that time, and um, you know the the free time that I get, I like to put my feet up, go see some family, but uh, all while staying in shape and getting geared up for uh, for training camp. What's the biggest I guess memory that jumps out to you when you were a rookie that first couple days of training camp? Given it was Andy's first as a head coach. Um, for. <laughs> Really, that first training camp, you don't realize how many people are going to be out there. Um, I f- it felt like it was a game, you know. It was the excitement of you know people watching practice and stuff. I'm not, I'm not used to that as a coming out of University of Cincinnati. Our training camp was in you know higher ground in the middle of Indiana, so we didn't really have anybody at practice. It was kind of the dog days and just the fellas um, that were on the team. And then sure enough, I come to KC and it's a packed house. Everybody out there, St. Joe's, screaming, yelling, getting fired up during stretch. I'm just like, man, this is a uh, it's a little different. You don't got to, you know, you're not as much in your head about the dog days of two days and stuff like we had in college. Well, I guess we don't do two days anymore, but yeah. So I would say the, the crowd is definitely what uh, stands out the most. Is there a moment you had that first season where it was like, oh, this is my welcome to the NFL moment with coach? With coach? Um, I slowly uh, realized how uh, how coach wanted things uh, to get going. Like I think he even said it on my, uh, on the on the podcast or the show that I got with my brother. New Heights, he was saying, um, you know, the first five years were a challenge, <laughs> um, which is fun to look back at, you know, the first five years. Um, and I've actually watched a lot of that tape, and I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get where he's coming from. Um, just to, you find that professional approach, and you find that, you know, that groove, and I think Coach Reed does it the best of, you know, channeling everybody to uh, that discipline aspect. It's hard. It's, it's, a, it's not an easy thing to get a bunch of, you know, grown men uh, to, to stay disciplined on their – on stuff like, you know, so it's just, I think, uh, the welcome to the league moment with coach Reed was just that, that eyebrow he gives you, man. Uh, that thing, he just looks at you like, all right, I better pick it up. Better stop screwing around. When you got one of those eyebrows uh, when I pitched the ball against Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah. Can, can you look back on the Super Bowl moment specifically at those two touchdowns where guys had like an acre of ground to catch the ball. Yeah. And tell tell me like how that happens. And did you know that was going to happen? What you know as the play was even called. I mean that's you know it's hard for civilians to understand <laughs> football. So explain like how that play came about and how those guys are so wide open. Yeah. Well, first things first is this great game planning. 
you know, the coaches do a great job of understanding what, you know, the tendencies are for the defensive, you know, the defense that we're playing or the, the defensive coordinator and what his tendencies are to call in that, uh, that area. And then, um, yeah, and then play design. You get, get everything mirrored up the exact same. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. And, a, you know, a tip of the hat to our coaching staff, both in the run game, the pass game, because all of it kind of ties in together in the red zone there. But tell me about that play specifically. Like, what's going on? You're on the field, you're not catching the ball, but what, what's going on in that play? I mean, like, so, about yeah. this play is like pointing this way, and all of a sudden something's running the other way. Like, yeah. What? Typically, typically, what we've shown on that play is just, you know, we have, a, we have different versions where the guy in motion goes all the way across field. So, the defense will just, you know, they'll have an answer for that. They'll have, whether it's, you know, passing it off to a guy on the other side of the field or, you know, the two guys playing man on that side of the field, which you saw a couple times in the Super Bowl where they kind of just got confused on who had who. And um, that's where it comes to where the, uh, the offensive coaching staff and then the guys doing it the right way on the field, uh, giving nothing to the defense that we're doing, doing something different. Travis, is your training any different now that you're getting older at all? Do you, you know, you're older and wiser, better. You look like a fountain of youth. You can see everything <laughs> you've done. But, I mean, what do you do to maintain that as, I mean, we all get a little older. Um, I just love the game. I think that kind of keeps me uh, living with a, with a, I don't know, like a, um, a young, fun-loving football player, you know, it's, I get to play a game for a living at the age of 33, 34, and I think that's a, you know, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that excitement that I had for the game when I was a kid, and uh, every single day I get to come in with the best best team, best players, best coaches in the world, so it's, uh, it makes it easy to come in here and just enjoy it, but um, I would say uh, I just focus on a lot of the, uh, a lot of the smaller things, the details of things, um, and um, just try and make sure that, you know, everything, uh, everything as an athlete, uh, in terms of muscles and uh, explosion and things like that, that everything's firing so I don't go out there and, you know, tweak my back like I did last week. Right. You, you, mentioned it, you, mentioned you, take, you mentioned you taking this time seriously, like preseason and camp and all that, but how much, Karen mentioned, you know, you're older in your career, how much do you embrace the mentorship? Like oh, man, Joey I love it, man. We got the best tight end room in the league right now, and it's uh, it's fun to be a part of all the, the just the grand scheme of things in terms of this offense and what it can do. But uh, coming to work and being around the tight end group, man, we got a fun group that just loves to play this game and wants to make plays, no matter how they got to do it. You know, whether we're blocking, whether we're catching a ball downfield, or just you know finding a way to get somebody else open. And that, and that's the beauty of the uh, tight end positions that we're uh, we're pretty selfless and whatever you need, we can do and. Um, the young guys, man, the, the, the guys that are kind of like still getting molded into this offense that you'll see this year, um, any bit of advice I can give to anybody, and that's kind of across the league. I'll, I'll give Nuggets of Gold over here, tight end you coming up next week, um, or what I think are Nuggets of Gold. Um, and you know what? And it'll be a – I'm, I'm here to make – try and get everybody to be at their best, you know, and still got that confidence that, you know, what we do over here is – is always going to be, you know, number one. Okay, we have four more. We got to wrap up, guys. So Todd, Blair, Pete, McKenzie. How much does that keep you keep me young? Keep me young, man. I'll tell you what. I, it is it is fun, man. Seeing uh, Jody Fortson fly around, seeing Noah fly around. You know, Matt Matt Bushman coming in, making plays every single day. You know, it's, that gets you excited about the group. So that, 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 that alone kind of builds the motivation that, you know what I mean, kind of builds the beast and gets you to, to want to fly around too and have some fun catching the ball and getting open, man. So without a doubt, man, it, I think it, uh, it fuels me. But, um, you know, 
I think this entire team fuels each other. We don't got a lot of drains out here, baby. We got it's all city of fountains out here. Travis, okay. one of the things like on the, the podcast that you guys are doing, you know, there weren't podcasts when you were, maybe there were, but you probably wouldn't have been trusted to do a podcast in your first five years. It's fair enough. And, and now you are. Can, can you tell us? I don't think I've heard you talk about how that came about. Did you ask the team permission? Were they like, all right, Travis, we, we trust you to do this now? Um, it was kind of like when I got drafted, it was just like, oh, all right, who are you doing it with? He was like, I'm doing it with Jason. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You can do it then. So that was, that was basically the premise of it right there. So it's only Jason? He has to trust you too, though, right? I mean, uh, on third and ten, I think I built the trust enough. But, um, yeah, we're still working on everything else. It's a work in progress. Since the SNL appearance, but I'm just wondering, what did you appreciate about the way they go about their business? Um, it was a machine, man. It was a very uh, strategic, structured machine, and then there was there was a lot of fun in terms of the creativity. Um, you know, the structure is there so that everybody that 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 is creative can ha kind of have like parameters. And um, on top of that, uh, everybody works great together there. You know, all the writers, the production, everyone—it's like a team effort. So in terms of like drawing up plays and going out there and performing, you know, the plays on the field and the creativity that's kind of built into it all. Um, there's some similarities, I will say this, but uh, there's nothing like being uh, in front of the world with a mic in your hand. <laughs> a feat on the mechanics. you recently hired some off-the-field representation just given some of these opportunities like the match and SNL. Questions always asked is how long do you, do you feel like you, you want to go, um, just considering sometimes when tight ends get to their mid-30s, you know, they start to look at that. Till the wheels fall off, baby. I love I love this game, man. I know I'm going to miss it when I'm, uh, when I'm done playing, but it's... Uh, I hear you on that, and that's that's a business decision I'm sure I'll have to make at some point in my life. But for right now, I'm in this building wanting to win football games, man. We have to ask, last night you got a second chance at a first pitch. What was that? I'll tell you what, I got lucky. I did. I got lucky. I don't know if you guys saw the, the left foot slide there, a good yeah. foot. But, um, yeah, I think that actually helped it come back over the plate. So, uh, yeah, I got lucky I didn't fall on my tail uh, and, and go viral yet again. Um, <laughs> For the wrong reason, but um, yeah, shout out to Bobby Witt for uh, he kind of painted that corner for me a little bit, put it over the plate. So, thanks to the thanks to the Royals for letting me get a second chance. And I'm sorry, Cleveland. I'm literally I'm I, I'm so embarrassed to come back home now. I, but you know what I mean. Travis, are you at all impressed with what you're accomplishing at what is considered a, an advanced football age? Um, I would say uh, my mentality is always on my on my worst critic. I can't watch myself on film without just absolutely just telling myself that I suck 90% uh, of the time. Um, there's times where, you know, it's fun and, you know, you make it, make it play or you get open and you make a good route or you make a good block. Um, but at the same time, it's, you, you have to be your own worst critic. You can't, uh, can't sit there on the times that you, you know, you have success. There's always, uh, always, always chances where you can just keep getting better and getting better and, um, that's just kind of the mentality I've always had in, in my athletic career, man. All right. What was it like? It sounds from Tom Bahali's perspective, you reached out to him, or there was some sort of connection beforehand. Um, I guess a why, and what would you say you gained the most so far? Yeah, you know, just during the offseason, you have some time off, and then you kind of get to thinking about, um, you know, different th stuff and how you can improve going into your second year, going into the next year, and. You know, just uh, I knew there were some Chiefs players and guys that have been a part of the organization that live in town. I just reached out to him just to get some knowledge, and it turned out to, to be a great relationship, and uh, he's been a great mentor and a, and a great person to me. I was going to be talking to you a lot about last year, which is Frank and 
on you. Uh, what was the first conversations like, just you know, saying goodbye from a team wise and just what he meant to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Frank. You know, he he meant he meant the world to me. You know, and I, everybody on this team that, that was a part of him. You know, it's a great great person. You know, at the end of the day, he got to do. Well, he got to do, you know, that's, that's his business. But um, I, I love him, man. It, it just taught me so much that I'll take not only uh, with me forward as, as a professional football player, but in life, too. George, are there some things you're working on this offseason? Sorry. Are there some things you're working on this offseason in particular as opposed to just kind of general improvement? Yeah, just, you know, I think the general improvement's a big one. You know, really trying to focus on the little things, you know, the mental aspect, the mental side of the game. You know, you can never get too too good at that, you know, the details, the fundamentals, and really getting bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, trying to hit it from every angle. How much better do you feel about your knowledge of being a National Football League player right now than maybe a year ago heading into this mandatory minicamp? Yeah, I mean, playing playing 20 games, having that experience, and being around guys like Chris, like Frank, like Carlos, and all the other guys in the room, you know, this that helps you out, you know, and I learned a lot this past season. I'm ready to take that with me uh, going forward. Was there a spot last year where, like, things clicked for you? Was it off-season, during the season, anywhere? I, I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint, pin, pin down one specific spot. You know, I started feeling good towards the end of the year going to the playoffs and, uh, you know, hoping to carry that over. Do you feel like when you look back at that final stretch where you had five and a half sacks in the last seven games, it was simply a matter of getting home finally, or was there anything in particular? You just, you just kind of start to figure it out eventually. You know, it starts to click. Um, you know, you you have conversations, and it, it happens at a different time for everyone. You know, and uh, you know, times it got frustrating. You know, but uh, you just you just keep going. You just keep going forward and put your best foot forward. And uh, yeah, George, there were a lot of first times for you this past season. I mean, Super Bowl, then you got to go to the White House. Talk about that experience. Yeah, it was all right. You know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been amazing, you know, from from getting drafted in the first round, you know, to the to the best organization in the league, you know, just to to go on having a pretty good rookie year and then winning the Super Bowl, going to the White House and everything that comes with that. I mean, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. I'm 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 you know I'm, I'm blessed truly. What are your thoughts on uh, what you've seen so far, Felix, the first round draft pick? He's been great, man. He's been a little banged up, but he's you know he's a student of the game, you know he's. He's, he's hasn't been on the field a whole lot just because of you know whatever, but um, you know he's been able to soak everything up. His men, mentally, he's pretty good, and uh, you know I think he's gonna have a bright future here. Couple more. Okay, let's go. Second. <laughs> Clyde, um, we know you know you didn't get the option for the fifth year thing. Just tell us about your motivation right now, going into this year, knowing that it's gonna be a free agent year after this. Um. You know, just like every year, I know uh, it's year after year. I can't think two years ahead uh, from now or the position that I would be in 12 months from now when I know I have still had the rest of OTAs and uh, and camp. So um, it was really just coming in and, and figure out and see the things that I could work on and from that point just kind of roll with it during camp. How does that actually work You know, with you guys? Because they, they just tell your agent, hey, we're not going to pick up the options. They call you. How does that they called my agent, and um, that was pretty much the gist of it. I kind of it was off season during camp, and everything else was kind of online. Like I'm really not a, a big online Twitter guy, so it was just kind of just hopping online, and then you get a call. That's about it. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I just just it's one of those things. That, but it's also it's, it's two years from now, so it's one of those like I know what I have to do in order to you know get on the field and do the things that I need to do this year. Um, but as far as focusing on something two years from now, I can't 
I can't tell you, you know, what would be the motivation and or if it's just something with, you know, how to how to dice roll and they figure out, you know, money wise, why try to, you know, put all our eggs in one basket for two years from now, not knowing what's happening on the on the back end. So well, it's football. Clyde, what was last year like for you, given the fact that you got hurt again and you lost some of your playing time? What, what, what was last season like for you? Um, I would say I wouldn't even really really say a, a roller coaster. I would just say experiences, man. It's a uh, just, just. I mean, I wouldn't even say it was. It was some of the hardest things. It was just you. You go through something. You figure it out. Um, and just like my dad, so man, him being in the Marines and and kind of being a narcotics police officer, you kind of you you hound in on the thing that's that's as far as what you need to focus on, and then you go at that. You can't you can't really, you know, shoot for the stars if you ain't if, if you're not aiming for you know the things in order to get to get to the stars. So you got to go through some planets and some other things in order to get to where you're trying to go. So I mean, it was it was it was some things, some trials and tribulations throughout that time, but it was never just. I was just like kind of down and out. I was doing the things I needed to do um, in the building, outside the building, and uh, in order to get in the position that that I am today, as far as you, practicing. You mentioned you mentioned planning. Do you you had a couple of injuries while you've been in the league? But do you look at off season and say, all right, I need to train differently, or I need to eat differently, or how does that work for you? Oh yeah, that's um, as far as a professional athlete, I feel like that's something you should do every year. That's not a. I mean every. If if someone says they has all, everything you know figured out you know every 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 I dotted and, and every T crossed um, I would I would say they're a lie because it's just it's just one of those things you could be the top of your game um, I mean I I could say you can ask Pat, Patrick Mahomes the same question uh, you know I would say the greatest player you know in 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 the league right now and he would say yeah I, I'm going to work on some stuff in the off season so. Um, and and me not being as far as in the same position that that he was, obviously, uh, you do things, you you figure it out, and you work on the things that you feel. And or if somebody else is watching, um, you see if if it's somebody that's has a valid uh, a valid point, you know, like Kevin Falk. Uh, when I was talking to him, I hound in with him, go back home, talk to him, and those you know when it's valuable conversations and when it's people who've been in position, played in Super Bowls, played the position, those are the guys who I listen to. What did he tell you? As far as well, I mean, it's it's. I, I grew up, I grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana. I mean, as far as in Louisiana, so and he was my coach in college, so we can. As far as the 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 conversation, it was days, multiple days. So um, it's it's really just we worked on some of the things that that I kind of that we did in college, um, and really just be me. I mean, I can't sit here and pinpoint and tell you everything that we talked about. It'd be we'd be here sitting talking, but. Um, it's one of those things that he knows as a, as a person. He knows me personally, and um, he's been there with me from freshman year of college all the way throughout this point. So I feel like uh, if it's not you know someone like him or Tommy Robinson, who was my my, my running back coach in college, though I feel like those are the guys who who kind of know me best and kind of you know they they watched who I was in college, figured out who I was throughout that time. They watched me in high school because you know they were the guys recruiting me coming in and. They kind of give me pinpoints here and there, and then we, we figure it out and we work on it. Um, I practiced that week, the whole week. Um, I played receiver that week. I played the Z and the Zebra. Uh, pretty much, pretty much played uh, the every position, with the exception of quarterback and O line. Um, throughout practicing um, with through that week, so I was 
in my mind, uh, kind of thinking that I will, I will. I mean, I got activated. I'm say like Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. I really don't know. Um, but I mean, initially, it was just going out there. Didn't didn't think I was playing, so started practicing. Coach kind of told me figure some things out as far as you know. If you know the playbook, the only guy that I would you know I would trust to go out here and trying to learn those. Not, I wouldn't even say learn, but you know the playbook. So in order to keep everything um, going smooth for the biggest game of the year, um, why not have you go out there play receiver, keep everything rolling, and if you're doing that for us on the offense, and you know I also did scout team. I was Devontae Smith um, for scout team on on, on def, uh, for the defense. So. Um, I did everything that I needed to do in order for us to win that game, and that's just uh, that's just what it was. Like, they called my number, and I was out there. And my, second, my second question is, you said after the win against Tampa that it was really important for you because the last time you were in that building, it was obviously tears of sorrow mm-hmm. in your rookie season. There's video of you really embracing Frank after the Super Bowl victory. Uh, I'm assuming those are tears of joy. Just can you explain the, the low of obviously how your rookie season ended and the high of yeah, I mean, I try not to, I try not to dwell and go back into like those those deep hard places. But uh, I would say, I would say, getting off the bus, um, this this previous Super Bowl, kind of just floating, kind of going, you know, had my headphones on, just kind of figuring everything out. And um, when I got in, just I didn't have my uniform, so it was just one of those things. Is okay, cool. Roll with the, you know, you roll with the, roll with the punches. That's just, that's, that's what I was, what I was raised on. So, I'm looking at T. I remember talking to Travis because he, on video, he was the guy walking in behind me, um, and he seen that I didn't have my uniform. So, he kind of looked at me and was like, "I'm gonna get you one." Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was it. Talked to Frank, talked to Kadarius, Tony, um, and those are three guys I talked to. And then after that, we went out there and handled business. We're going to do three more. We'll go Adam, Karen, and then Pete. Go ahead, Adam. Uh, Clyde, Isaiah had a nice rookie season. From your experience, what's that like going into your second season? Did things get any more difficult in any way? What advice do you have for him going into a second season? Um, I would say things get slightly more difficult in the fact that people just watch a little bit more film. or You, you have more film. It's not like people going and watch college film on you. Um, but, you know, even with that case, it's, yeah, it gets a little difficult, but he's also learning. Like, this is not a place that you you come in and it's your first year and you 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 rolling and then we just kind of like okay he's straight. Like, we go in, we bounce things off of each other as far as the things that you know he may feel like he need to work on. Jet, I, Jet, Pop, Jet, and I we have a we have a group that live past two and a, I say every week and a half we probably hop on Facetime on the weekend and. Uh, it's Pop just kind of telling us about his recovery. Jet kind of filling us in about some of the things, but it's also uh, just us bouncing things off and trying to figure out, you know, the things that we need to get done uh, this 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 upcoming year. Um, Jet knowing, like, man, look, I'm I'm the old guy in the room. Y'all gonna have to kind of help your boy out through camp and all this other stuff. But it's it's us knowing that it's not it's a collect group. Like we know the things we have to do in order to to be successful. Um, and that's just one of those things. Like Pop knows that. And just with OTAs, like, we laughing. Uh, we was laughing today. I'm like, man, I don't mind taking however many reps uh, in OTAs. I'm like, we don't have pads on. But, you know, once camp comes and we're we going to need, you know, that three, four-headed monster, that's, that's just what it is. Because, I mean, it's a 17-game it's a season. And as we can tell, man, uh, 
the running back position is 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 not getting loved like it like it has been. So only thing we can do is kind of um, gel as a unit and 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 move that way and and try to be a powerhouse. So um, he knows that, Jet knows that, and uh, as a group, we just want to continue to move forward. Karen? You mentioned something how Travis helped you. He was just in here saying he wants to help anybody who will listen, any position. What kind of influence does he have on the team as a leader since he's so willing you know, to go past the tight end room and anyone who wants his expertise? What kinds of things has he helped you with and how do you see him helping the team? Um, you know, I can't, I really can't speak for everybody else, but um, conversation like Travis is a, is a Northlander and I, I, I stay up North too. So I would say uh, he's probably my, my closest neighbor. So the conversations Travis and I have um, are not always just based off football. Um, I, I even said a couple, probably last year, year before last, um, in camp, uh, I just was like, man, Travis was, was you know, that, that guy who kind of helped me always kind of get over that edge and, and has always been there when I needed him. Uh, and that's just that's just who he is as a person. And, you know, I'm I'm the type, you know, if I, if I feel I can trust you, uh, that's who I lean on. And, and I feel like as a... Team as a whole, um, everybody feels that way. Like I can, I can go deep down and, and really know. Like you know, ha- the, the, the conversations I've had with Travis, he's he's helped me a lot. But as far as just team wise, I mean, I see him at practice. I see him in the locker room. I see uh, training room. If it's if it's Travis is in the training room and he's messed up with something, he may be you know more on a bad end than the next person. But he's giving the words of encouragement to that guy who who may not be in the same position that he's in in order to get them back on the field. So um, it's just it's, – it's someone that you need to have on the team. And uh, I really – just having him around, uh, especially me being here these, these past four years, I don't think um, – my head space and, and, you know, as far as how I feel in general, I, I kind of give give kudos to Travis for that because he's he's helped me a lot. Last one, Pete. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I want to say probably three, four months prior to that, I made a kind of made an obligation, and um, I remember laughing with uh, laughing with Jet. I was like, "Man, I wish I'm like, like we gonna win the Super Bowl. Like, what's the point? Why we don't have the parade like possibly on this date scheduled?" And I said that would have been. I said it would have been dope, but it's just. I mean, uh, just how I was raised. I'm not gonna verbally give somebody my my yes or give them that that a okay, and then back out on them two days before that's just uh that's just i, I wasn't raised on that on that with, with how my dad and how my mom is uh so if I, I i give somebody my word that's just in my head now i remember just keeping a promise in the third grade to this to this girl and like to this day it just haven't it hasn't it hasn't left so it's just one of them things like i if i stand on it and i tell somebody that that i'm going to do it and i'm uh, and i'm going like that's just what it is no, no matter the obligation no matter the situation um you know, having eye contact and telling the person, you know, what you're going to do is 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 what loyalty and trust stands on. So that's what I was on. Thanks, Tiger. Thank y'all. Thank you. All right, guys. George is coming our way. George. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.